And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. Hey, look, I'm not alone this week. I'm joined <laughs> by my wonderful co-host, Mariah Anderson. Sorry, guys. back, y'all. I'm back. She's back. back. She back with a vengeance. <laughs> and I am your other host, Zach Basner. And I'm so pleased that you're here to join us for our episode today because I'm a little jazzed up about our topic because this is something that we, quite frankly speaking, we don't really talk about very often, but it's a pretty common question. Uh, it's no uh, secret that we at Impact were huge fans of Vidyard and of their hosting platform and of their one-to-one products. We're partnered with them at Impact because we believe in their company. And, um, but that doesn't mean Vidyard is a great fit for everybody. And we totally understand that. And a common question we get is, okay, so, you know, Vidyard is, is cool, but is, is there other alternatives and, and what's the deal with those? How do they stack up to Vidyard? So our goal for the episode today is to really dive into the major competitors and alternatives to Vidyard, talk about when you might be a good fit for, for another one. And we're going to be looking at what other users have to say as well. So it's not just going to be my opinion. It's not just going to be Mariah's opinion. It's going to be really what the actual users think about the different platforms. So um, I promise this isn't going to be a completely biased episode and us just shoving video down your throat. Quite the opposite. We want you to be aware of the other alternatives. So that's our goal for today. And so we've got a number of different competitors. Mariah, what are all of the different ones we're going to be stacking up here next to Vidyard? Sure. So the list today that we're going to be going through are Brightcove, Wistia, 23, Vimeo, YouTube, Drift Video, and BombBomb. You might be thinking to yourself, man, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we got our work cut out for us. And actually, so a couple of those we'll be looking at from two different angles. Um, a couple of those are specifically one-to-one video products. And some of them are uh, just video hosting platforms. So mm-hmm. there'll be some different things to go along with that. But keep in mind, Vidyard has their video hosting solution. And they also have the one-to-one product, which used to be called GoVideo. Mm-hmm. But now it's just Vidyard. It's just their one-to-one product. So where shall we start? Let's start with Brightcove. So here's the thing with Brightcove. And I, I think the most important thing to, to realize about Brightcove is they're an enterprise, very much enterprise level video hosting solution. Frankly speaking, I think for a lot of our listeners who are small to medium-sized businesses, Brightcove wouldn't even be one you consider. Mm. Uh, but it is a, an alternative to Vidyard. One cool thing about Brightcove that you do get because it's kind of a white glove and a, and a higher dollar service is that you have a dedicated launch team and a dedicated customer uh, service team that works specifically with you. They know you. Um, and so that's a cool thing about them. As I was looking at Brightcove and Vidyard as they compare on G2 Crowd, which for anybody who's not familiar is, is basically a software and company kind of comparison tool. It, it uh, is crowdsourcing of reviews and things like that. If you look at Brightcove versus Vidyard side by side, you, you can really see that maybe the focus has been on too much of the shareholders, not on the customer, because uh, Vidyard is beating them in the fact that it meets the, requir- the requirements that they need. Mm. So it's an 8.8 versus Brightcove is an 8.2. Uh, ease of use, Vidyard is an 8.5, Brightcove is a 7.3. And then if if you um, get to the very bottom of this, which I think is one of the most crucial things, 
the product direction. So what percentage of these customers believe in the direction that the product is headed? Vidyard has an 8.9, whereas Brightco's has a 6.1, which mm. is a very, very low uh, <laughs> percentage of sentiment to where that product is headed. So, uh, But Brightcove is, is, is a cool platform. You can do a lot of really interactive things with it. If you've got the budget for it and you're a company who really wants um, high-level insights and you're more on, on the publisher side of things, like if you were Inc.com or, or you know, a big publisher like that, then Brightcove might make sense. Um, but Vidyard is still in that enterprise space as well. So, What's the budget rate? For Bright Cove? It's a good question. I'd love to tell you, but they don't have pricing on their website. So Ouch. I can't tell you. I know just as much as anyone as far as how much it costs. All right. You ready for the next? Let's do it. Wistia. So here's the thing, y'all. I've used Wistia and Vidyard in my career. And Wistia has a lot of redeeming qualities. And really, when, when people ask me, like, what, what are the couple that I would consider? For an SMB, it would be Wistia and Vidyard. Those would be the two that I'd tell you to go and look at. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the major differences, in, in my opinion. They have a very, very user-friendly product. In fact, their product looks just like their website. There's no mm-hmm. disconnect there. Uh, it doesn't look like a separate platform. You go, you log in, and it's like, I don't know, it's like Facebook. Like, nothing changes. It, look, it all looks the same. And so I think it's really cool. And a lot of people prefer that kind of user interface that's easy to use. I can tell you that Wistia is going to beat Vidyard on price nine times out of 10, depending on what you need. Um, But here's also some of the feedback that I've heard from, and even when I was a a Wistia customer, um, I tend to hear that Vidyard customers are more pleased with the customer service you get dedicated people that work with you. You get a launch team. You get people that get you up and going. And Wistia is not really set up like that. I know they have customer service people that work with you, but it's not a part of all the packages from what I understand. And a lot of things have changed. But generally, what I've heard in my experience is that the customer service at Vidyard is much better. Um, another big difference is the way that the pricing is done. So over a certain threshold with uh, Wistia, you're paying per video. So you're paying 25 cents per video over a certain threshold. Whereas with, with Vidyard, you have unlimited videos, unlimited bandwidth with most of their packages. Uh, and you get free transcriptions. Whereas with Wistia, you're paying an outsourced service like the quarter per minute uh, for transcriptions. And the major differences that you get with, with Vidyard versus Wistia, Wistia doesn't have a personalized video product, meaning you, you can't make a video that names dynamically change in the video. Uh, They don't have video hubs. They don't have a Salesforce integration. They don't have an integration for your YouTube and Facebook analytics to come back in to your portal. And then just to give you a sense for what the customers say, Wistia has a 9.2 as far as meets requirements. Vidyard has an 8.8. Ease of use, uh, 9.5 for Wistia, 8.5 for Vidyard. Again, the interface is just easier to use. It's easier to set up. The um, ease of doing business with Vidyard has a 9.5, Wistia 9.4. So that might tell you a little bit about the, uh, you know, the customer service. Even in talking with the, the folks at Vidyard about how they feel about Wistia, a lot of them will tell you, yeah, it's a great platform. And if it suits your needs, then, then use it, definitely. Now, there's a second part, and Mariah, I think you could talk more to this. Soapbox is Wistia's one-to-one video products. And 
obviously Vidyard has their one-to-one product as well. And have you used both of those? And in your experience, which one or how do they kind of stack up next to each other? I would say I didn't use Soapbox too much. And the reason being is I had like the free version when I was using it. And um, I got so hung up and frustrated when I was only limited so many videos and have to like delete them just to create new ones. Um, So that was my biggest frustration. Whereas with Vidyard, I was able to do as many as I wanted and wouldn't have to delete them. So that's kind of my... The things are so similar. And I, I will say that Wistia gives you the opportunity to edit your videos after you've recorded them, which I think is pretty cool. But the biggest thing is, it's like it, whatever you choose as your hosting software should be also where you choose to do your one-to-one video, right? So yeah. I would never, ever recommend that you have, you're using Wistia for your hosting and then you're using Vidyard for the, your one-to-one. Like really, I think in, in large part, you're going to choose the host first and then you're going to choose the one-to-one product that comes with that. Yeah. So, all right. What's next? 23. Oh, our dear friends at 23. Beautiful people at 23. I love yes. them. I know Mariah loves them as well. Yes. They're great people. They're a big player in Europe, whereas they're becoming a bigger player here in, in North America, but they're a European company. So that is, is uh, obviously where they play. And they have a great video hosting product. I would encourage you to look into their product. Price-wise, it's about the same price as Vidyard. And with the feature set that you get, it's, it's pretty similar. I think that their very presence in the market is going to push Vidyard and Wistia to improve their products as well. It's good, it's good for everybody. One of the major differences, which I think you should note about 23, is that they have a webinar tool as well, which allows you to host your webinars and then host everything, you know, automatically goes in and hosts in, your, in the hosting platform. Kind of... I guess, somewhat similar to the live streaming function that Vidyard has. So maybe those two are equal. I, I don't, I've never used either of those products, actually. I've never used the live streaming tools from Vidyard. I've never used the webinar platform from 23. I know people who have, um, and I've got varying reviews on both of them. So honestly, my, my review on 23 would be look at it, compare it to Vidyard, compare it uh, not just on price, but on the functions and features that you need, mm-hmm. the integrations that you need. Remember, Vidyard powers HubSpot video. So if you're a HubSpot customer, you want that integration. So, so Vidyard might be the, the direction to go there, but I know 23 has a lot of great integrations as well. So you should definitely look at both. All right. What's next? Vimeo. Vimeo, our old pal Vimeo. V- Vimeo is not a marketing and sales tool. Let's be honest about that. So if you compare Vidyard versus Vimeo, it's not a fair comparison. What Vimeo is really made for is filmmakers and creative people who are making uh, video content and they want a very high quality player and, and a high quality uh, streaming for people who are watching. They were the first video host to ever have HD video and they, they still prioritize having that really crisp, nice presentation. The only real thing that would make Vimeo a viable sales and marketing tool is if you're, a, let's say you're a startup or a, a solopreneur and you want to host videos on your site and really the only call to action that you want to have on your videos is to be able to sign people up to your newsletter. Vimeo Pro does have the ability to capture emails on, on the player itself and send that information to MailChimp and Constant Contact and those, you know, those, those very basic tier email marketing platforms. Vimeo has three different tiers. They have Vimeo Pro, which is $20 a month. Vimeo Business, $50 a month, $75 a month for Vimeo Premium. That's the cheapest video hosting you'll find. Uh, 
that's that is, you have to pay for. And really with that, you get your engagement, you get your calls to action. So you can put buttons on your players. Uh, you don't get those email captures until you upgrade to Vimeo business. But again, you can't really compare Vidyard and Vimeo. They're just not the same. The tools that you get from Vidyard are for sales and marketing purposes. Yeah. They're to affect revenue, to give your sales team more insight, to give your marketing team more insight. Vimeo Pro or business or any of these other ones, they're, they're just not in the same category. But once again, if you're a solopreneur, you just want to do basic things, it might be a good option for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What next? YouTube. YouTube is a necessary part of a video strategy. For anybody who's ever followed anything that I've done, you'll know that I don't see this as a Vidyard versus YouTube kind of situation. I see this as you need both and you need to, you need to strategize on what goes on Vidyard and what goes on YouTube. Cool thing is all of your YouTube analytics come into Vidyard as well. So you can see the overall performance of a video on, in your Vidyard platform. But the major differences between the two, YouTube's obviously free. The stuff you publish on YouTube is obviously victim to uh, um, competitors' content showing up and all, all, all of those things that you get with a, a free social network. Mm-hmm. I don't view these as negatives. I've talked about this a lot. I think that YouTube being the second largest search engine in the world and the premier video search engine, you should be using it. And you just need to have your, you need to have specific product and service information, specific sales types materials in Vidyard. And then you need to have your, as we like to say, they ask you answer content or generic thought leadership, traffic lead generating, uh, trust building content hosted on YouTube. Uh, So I don't compare these two, but if you want a free host, you can use YouTube. Absolutely. It's just not going to give you any insights that you need for sales and marketing. Okay. What do we got now? Two left. Uh, the next one is Drift Video. Drift Video. And I could speak to this as well. The biggest thing that I'll say about Drift Video is I wouldn't recommend it as a standalone one-to-one video option. You should really only be using Drift Video if you're using Drift. Yeah. Uh, but it is free. You, you can use it without actually using the conversational tool, which is fine. If you want to get started with one-to-one, I mean, the video product is free as well. You probably get the same, uh, same value out of both. Drift doesn't specialize in video. They specialize in conversational marketing. So their one-to-one tool isn't as developed as Vidyard's, whereas Vidyard is is always uh, working in in video. So those would be the major differences. Mariah, I know you've used both. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I would necessarily um, put it even in comparison to Vidyard so much because like you said, it's really just specific for Drift. Um, And the interesting thing too is that there is an integration within Drift for uh, Vidyard. So I think that the whole point and use of Drift video is more so to strike, use video to strike up a live chat conversation. So if you check it out, you'll see the way it's set up is you have a video and then um, a chat right next to it. And that way it allows the person after they watch your video um, to chat in that moment with you rather than you maybe sending an email with a video and the only way for them to interact with you is to reply to your email. Just that immediacy is, I would say, one of the really cool things about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, remember, you can use Vidyard in Drift. I do want to say though, that especially from diving into building out playbooks in Drift, the one thing that you cannot do, which is 
not great. And I'm actually, I reached out to Drift and Vidyard about it is if you're building out a playbook, which is essentially like your chat strategy, you can't have a Vidyard video play within, um, one of the automated messages that you have. The only thing you can use is a, vid- is a, a YouTube video to play in the chat itself. If you wanted to use a Vidyard video, you'd have to like link text. Um, how you can use Vidyard video in Drift though, is if you are live chatting, if you, you can actually like pull a video while you're live chatting and pop that in there. So just wanted to dive in a little bit deeper to how those could both work together. That was a cool little tidbit. Yeah. I've been in Drift. Driftland today. So <laughs> yeah. Another thing to keep in mind too, is that drift video has no backing, you know, hosting platform right. behind it. So there's no way for, you record a video. There's no way for other people to get to that video. Yeah. Right. So it's single use. Yeah. All right. We've got one more, right? Yeah. Bomb bomb. Bomb bomb's cool. That, I mean, they, this is what they do, right? They specialize this. this they're a one-to-one video company. Now the thing that they specialize in though, is one-to-one within email marketing. I actually asked the folks at Vidyard how they thought their product st- stood up to bomb bomb. They told me that in a lot of ways, they're focused on real estate um, and heavy on the email management side of things. The, the playback happens in a web-based version of emails rather than having a dedicated sharing page, which is a little bit different. So with Vidyard, when you share the video, you have a page, it's got your logo and things, and it's uh, you know it looks professional. They have a mobile app, which is cool. So again, like if you're a company that's out in the field and, and you just want to create quick videos, drop them an email, send them off, then BombBomb might be a good option for you. But obviously BombBomb, it's not a host. It's just the one-to-one stuff. All right. Well, I hope that this episode was helpful. If you were looking for information about a video host, we talk a lot about why a video host is so necessary. And regardless of to what scale you go to, I can assure you that a video host is necessary. But you need to look, don't don't just take my word for it that you need all these features and functions. Really dive into what the business needs. What kind of intel and insights and lead generation does the company actually need? Because Vidyard could be an overkill for you. It might make sense to go with one of these cheaper, you know, lower tier options. Mm-hmm. That could potentially be a great fit for you. You don't want something that's too much, just as much as you don't want something that's too little. But really dive in, do your research, ask tough questions when you're talking to these companies. Ask them, hey, how do you think you stack up to yeah. this or that? You know, uh, and, and be tough on them. They're, they can take it. This is a big decision to make. It's just like adopting a new CRM or building your website on a new platform. If you don't pick the right thing, you could potentially do some damage. It could be costly. So do your research. If you ever have questions, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you. And drop your questions in the Film School for Marketers Facebook group because people on there are using all sorts of different products and they'd be happy to tell you their experience. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love you. We appreciate you. If you appreciate us, like this video on YouTube. Hey, comment and let us know if you have questions down below. Make sure you tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Film School for Marketers podcast. Until we see you next time, keep learning.